All right, man. First and foremost, I'd like to give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai. So, uh, welcome back to everybody listening to our weekly 12 Gates Israelite School class. Um, and it's an interesting day because it is, uh, in the pagan world, considered New Year's Eve. Uh, but those that know me know that to tomorrow or at midnight, whatever you want to call it, however, you know what I'm saying, it is... Uh, Haitian Independence Day, so uh, Kwam Loya, you know what I'm saying, shout out to my favorite Levites, you know, uh, Chief Priest Alazar Bonloya, you know what I'm saying, Officer 20,000 Yash Bonloya, and my man Ayathan Ayal, you know what I'm saying, from the tribe of, uh, tribe of Levi, powerful Levite brothers, uh, but today we're going to go into the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, I'm going to be giving uh, part one of a two-part breakdown uh, my notes are scattered all over the place. Uh, brothers on la on the on the on the call and the brothers listening uh, in the recording after. But we're gonna go into the book of Acts, chapter ten. We're gonna read in this. I know I know where uh, those that f that read weekly. You know we we we're gonna get to it as well. But I need I, I wanted to give you this breakdown because it's actually a lesson within this just this chapter. So we're gonna start at the book of Acts. We're gonna read verses one and two. The book of Acts, chapter ten, verses one, starting at verses one and two. There is a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of a band called the Italian band, a devout man, one that feareth God. With all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. So, there's a couple things just within those first two verses that we will be touching on. You know what I'm saying? Um, So much we could be touching on just in that part right there. Uh, let's start off with the town of Caesarea. Because it says a certain man in Caesarea. Let's see where Caesarea is according to... to uh, we're going to go into Wikipedia. This is Wikipedia. Caesarea. Caesarea. Or often simplified to Caesarea or Kawaiasara. Is an affluent town in north central Israel. Which inherits its name and much of its territory from the ancient city of Caesarea Martamia. Located mid to midway between uh, Tel Aviv and Hafaya on the coastal plain near Hadera. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a town in north Israel, northwestern Israel. These these wicked heathens even kept it for that amount of time. So now we see where Caesarea is. Uh we're gonna go uh we're gonna go into where is my notes at? Uh we're gonna go into into next the, the Italian band. You know what I'm saying? Because that's something that that's in there. You know what I mean? The Italian band actually only means an army belonging to Italy, a company or detachment of soldiers. You know what I'm saying? So it was a detachment that belonged to Italy that was, you know, stationed in Israel. Let's keep but now that now we established the Italian band and we established where Caesarea is, let's keep going. A devout man, one that feared God, uh Let's keep going on verse 1. To Cornelius, a centurion. A centurion. Let's go into the let's go into the strongs for that uh for the word centurion. Strongs. Strongs what? G We're going to go to Strongs G1534. You know what I'm saying? 
Strong's G1534. Aita, Aita. Salakia. Salakia. Let's see if it's here. Nope. I'm looking for X10 Salakia. We're looking for it wasn't G. I don't know why I had it like that in my notes, but let's go to the word Centurion in Acts 10. I am sent tools Salakia. The interlinear for uh, there was a man Salakia. Where was it? There was a man, a certain man. A centurion, fifteen forty-three. My bad, Salakia, brethren, Hecatonarchus. Ah, uh, Salakia, where'd that word go? Uh, we're gonna, you know, what I'm saying, I can't. Uh, give me one second, brethren. That last one is definitely on me. <laughs> I thought I had it pulled up, but I did not. We're gonna Acts ten, and the word the word there is uh, G Strong's G fifteen forty three for the word centurion, right? Man, let me see. Salakia. Dictionaries, lexiconic. Let me see. Uh, this one's on me. Salakia to the brother Yawasap on the... Let's go to the word. Centurion. Boom. Tools. Ah, uh, here we go. Boom. A centurion, right? Where is it? Boom. Sir, man. That's where I messed up. Salakia. Strong's G fifteen forty three, Hecatonarch Het I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the pronunciation. Strong's G fifteen forty three, Hecatontarches, right? The word for a uh, view entry for Vines Dictionary Exposition of Centurion don't, denotes a military officer commanding from 50 to 100 men, according to the size of the legion of which he was a part of. A uh, hecaton, a hundred, are called to rule. So it, uh, it goes to, uh, to back to uh, ruling over a hundred men or having a hundred men under you. So see, all these things denote. How many Jakes do you know in, in the army? You know what I'm saying? In the military... Or in, in even the police force. I a brother of mine, a friend of mine, uh, was was an officer in the Marines. You know what I'm saying? So they give you. It doesn't necessarily give denote ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? But let's keep going. Let's jump down to verse four, uh, Acts ten and four. And he looked on him, and he was afraid. Oh, so verse three. He saw in a he saw in a vision, evidently. About the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And he looked to him, and he was afraid, and said, What is it, Lord? He said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. 
So see, already, in order for him to pray, even then, you, you got to know, you know what I'm saying, you got to have received the name. You know what I'm saying, you got to have some sort of knowledge in prayer. So let's see how we were taught to pray. Uh, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6. We're start at verse, at verse 9. After this manner, therefore he pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Uh, Salakim. Uh, Salakim. Forgive our, uh, and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And let us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you, uh, you see, you see even, there was a way even we were taught to pray in Matthew, in Matthew 6. Let's go to Matthew 9 and 27 though. Let's, let's move over to Matthew 9 and 27. Even more so, I mean, Salakia, Nehemiah, Nehemiah 9 and 27. Let's go to the book of Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 27. So we can even further expound on who the Most High even listens to. I don't know why I was thinking Nehemiah is right there, but it's never not. <laughs> it's after Kings and Chronicles. Boom. Nehemiah 9, and we're going to start at verse 27. Therefore, matter of fact, we'll start at 26, because uh, verse 26. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee, and cast thy law behind their backs, and slew thy prophets which wrought against them to turn them to thee, and they wrought great provocations. Nine, uh, verse 27. Therefore thou deliverest them into the hand of their enemies who vexed them, and in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven according to thy manifold mercies. Thou gavest them saviors who did evil against um, Saviors who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. Well, let's go back to verse verse 4 in Acts 10. And then we'll read 9 and 27. Because even giving the name was the something that was going to be a prerequisite. But look how when he prayed, when when, when um, Cornelius prayed, it says, And he looked upon looked on him, and he was terrified and said, What is it, Lord? And he said, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up to the up for a memorial of God. Oh, Salakia. And when he looked and was afraid, he said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. Nehemiah 9 and 27. Therefore thou deliverest them into the hand of their enemies who vexed them. And in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven, according to thy manifold mercies, who gave them saviors, who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. So according to Nehemiah, who, whose prayers would be heard? I mean, realistically, whose prayers are the ones that are going to be, that are, that are the ones that are being heard? Salakia. You know what I'm saying? It's something that we gotta let's let's go to Acts 22 and we're gonna start at verse 26, 26 through 29, brethren. Acts 22, uh, 26 through 29, because I mean, ultimately, let's see let's see how it go. Let let's see what how how we can see um. 
you could see how how you don't have to be an ethnic uh, Roman to be uh, to be a citizen or, or or be part of the Italian band. Um, verse twenty six. When the centurion heard that he went and told the chief captain, saying, "Take heed that thou doest, for this man is a Roman." Then the chief captain came and said to him, Tell me, art thou a Roman? And he said, Yea. And the chief captain answered, With a great sum obtain I this freedom. And Paul said, But I was I was freeborn. Then straightway they departed from him, which they should have examined him. And the chief captain also was afraid after he knew that he was a Roman, because he had bound him. Now it's talking about Paul. They're going to be like, see, see, he was this, that, that, right? Well, let's go to Romans 11 and 1 to see what Paul actually, what Paul identifies as, not just as a Roman. Let's, let's go to Romans, Romans of all books, 11 and 1. Let's go to, and it's already highlighted. The book of Romans chapter 11, verse 1. I say then, has God cast away his people? Yahweh forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. So see, Paul, not only Paul, not only was Paul telling you who his seed line was, his nationality, but down to his tri- down to his tribu- uh, tribal allegiance, you know what I'm saying, tri- tribal affiliation. Down to his tribal affiliation, he, he lets you know in Romans. But speaking back even on prayer, let's go to, let's go to Proverbs 28 and 9. You know what I'm saying? Because we have to see, we have to understand something of who the Mosai hears hears the prayers of. Understanding that Cornelius had Old Testament knowledge. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have what we call New Testament knowledge or how the Christians even say, you know what I'm saying, that, that Christ came for everyone. So this this Jake right here, he, he knew he belonged to somebody because he was praying. He was praying. So let's see. Let's go to Proverbs 28 and 1 and see who whose prayers are heard. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 1. I mean, I read that so much that that's not what I needed to read. 28 and 9, Salakia. Let's go to Proverbs 28 and 9. The book of Proverbs chapter 28 verse 9. He that turneth his ear away from hearing the law, even his prayers shall be an abomination. Now, that would mean that he had to have received the law. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 1. And, and, and the brother Yawasop knows this one, how much I love this one. But let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 1 to see who the law was given to. You know what I mean? Because the law was obviously given to somebody. Let's go to Deuteronomy 1 and 1 in the Torah. This is the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 1. These be the words which Moses spake unto, spoke unto all Israel on this side Jordan, in the wilderness, in the plain over against the Red Sea. So, so let's go back to the very beginning and highlight that. These be the words which Moses spoke to all Israel. So if he's praying and he's keeping the laws of God, one would start to have to think that this, that this dude, that, that this brother had had um had to know some way or another that he was an Israelite. He had to have known that. Even when we go into the into into the book of Acts, Salaki, I know I have it in here. Oh yeah, come. Even when we go into the book of Acts, but we'll, we'll go into, we'll touch that. Let's go to Isaiah 34 and 16. 
Because, I mean, ultimately, Salaki. Yeah, let's go to Isaiah 34 and 16 because we're going we're gonna to read this. Salaki. Salaki. Let's go to 34 and 16. You know what I mean? To see. To see exactly what it is that, you know, that was, you know, the prayers. This is the book of Isaiah chapter 34 verse 16. Seek ye out of the book of Yahweh and read. No one, no one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth it hath commanded and his spirit it hath gathered them. You know what I'm saying? So these words that were sought out of, what it, what Cornelius was seeking something out of Isaiah. Again, before the before verse 5, let's go to Acts 10 and 5 to establish what he knew. It's the book, let's go to Acts 10 and 5. The book of Acts chapter 10 and verse 5 and now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter he walked with Yahawashai so prior to even this verse right here he he was praying because he was praying because he had Old Testament knowledge quote unquote he had knowledge of the Torah and Tanakh you know what I'm saying he was he was given this knowledge so when Peter came talking that talking Yahawashai you know what I'm saying he already knew he was an Israelite but let's jump down a verse uh, 12. Let's go to 12 through 14. A verse. Yeah, let's go down to verse 12. And, uh, 12. Let's go down to verse 12. So we already see Peter's, Peter's the one that was sent for. Matter of fact, we'll start at verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up unto the house to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry. And he would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance, and he and heaven opened up, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet, a knit, a great sheet knit at the four corners, and let down the earth, wherein all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air, and there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, No, so Lord, for I have not any anything that is unclean. Now, Peter said, No. Why did Peter say no? Let's go to Sirach 15 and 20, and then we're going to come back to this. Let's go to Sirach or Ecclesiasticus 15 and 20. The book of Sirach or Ecclesiasticus, chapter 15, verse 20. He hath commanded no man to do wickedly. Neither has he given any man license to sin. So Peter knew this. So that's why Peter told the angel no. And he told the the angel nah. This is not. This ain't going down. Salaki, I got one. I leave Leviticus twenty six and nine. You know what I'm saying? Let's. Um. There's something in particular. So like your brethren is a scripture I need it. Now you see how now let's see what it's talking about. Let's go to Leviticus 26 and 9. We're gonna go to Leviticus 26 and 9. 
You know what I'm saying? Another portion, another one of my favorite books in the Torah, the law. You know what I mean? The the, the straight the, the the unadulterated law. Oh man, let me go do this. Oh, what am I doing? I can just do this. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm trying to find the scripture where it references men as beast. Okay, so I'm going to go to Leviticus 26 and 22 because he said, now why am I going there? Because, And then I'm going to go back to 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 ten uh to ten and ten and twelve. Well Leviticus twenty-six and twenty-two. And I will send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of your children, and destroy your cattle, and make you few in number, and your highways shall be desolate. So now it's talking about men, because if you know the curses, you know that that we that we're gonna be um that we will be attacked. You know what I'm saying? That that we will be taken over. Our children are taken over by heathens. You know what I'm saying? So now let's go back with that in mind. These be, these wild beasts that are gonna attack us, being other nations, other men. Let's go back to uh to verse twelve. Uh, you're. You, Y'all, what's up? Can you text in the group chat and tell the brother no, he didn't miss it. Just jump on to call you. Um, what you call it? Where was I? Salakia, brethren. Uh, let's go back to verse twelve. Wherein were all ma- manner forfeited beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things uh, and fowls of the air. And there come a voice, and came to a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Uh, call and eat. But Peter said, "No, Lord, I have not eaten in any uh, anything that is common or unclean." Uh, verse verse fifteen. A, bo- a voice spake again, and the second time, Salakia, second time, and he and what God and, what, and said, "What God has cleansed, call not thou common. This has done thrice. The vessel is received up in heaven." You know what I'm saying? Now, while Peter doubted in himself, what is this vision which he had, what he had seen should mean? Behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry of Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which is surnamed Peter, were lodged there. So now we see what it's talking about. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We see that it's not talking about actual food like how Christians try to per, uh, perpetuate. Um, oh, come. The water. Y'all stop. Uh, shalom to the uh, to the petty officer. Yerushalayim joining us on the class. You know what I'm saying? We're breaking down the book of Acts chapter 10. But going back to what we're talking about, we jump down to verse 28, right? In Acts 10. And he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one another, uh, one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Now, let's go. Let's see why these 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 uh 
these these people are done. Uh, let's go to man. Let's go to first to first Maccabees. One and forty-nine. Matter of fact, why was it Romans one for it? If, for if it was your mind. Uh, let's go to Romans one. I'm gonna go to Romans one real fast. Let me look something because I might. You know what I'm saying? Salagi. It's 26. I'm pretty sure it's 26 then. Oh, so look, even in the um matter of fact, boom, I do have it right here. I'm gonna read uh, I'm gonna put the real book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 26. For this cause, gave the, God gave them up to vile affections, for even the woman did change the natural use into things which were against nature. And likewise, also the man, leaving natural use of the woman, burnt in their lust one towards other, another men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense, their error which was meet. So why did I go, uh, so he's talking about the, the, the mind state that these men have. You know what I'm saying? And then, oh, matter of fact, Watch this. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go to the Zondervan's Compact Bible Dictionary and the definition of Gentile. Because I know they love to go there, talk about the Gentiles, the Gentiles, the Gentiles. Well, let's go to the book. Let's go to this uh, this Bible Dictionary, right? To, to, to look up the word Gentile. Where are they? Gentiles. Usually, usually, it means a non-Israelite people. Under conditions of peace, considerate treatment was accorded Gentiles by the Israelites under Old Testament law. Hold on. It was a part in the Exodus. No. Let me see. Married a Gentile woman in the example of There was a definition. There was some one that you didn't see something. But let's um. Yeah, see this, but uh, usually denotes um. It means non-Israelite people. So when you go to the definition of what does usually mean means normally that means at, at times there are other people called called um called gentiles so what we're so let's go to ephesians 2 and 11 right and then we're gonna go to um acts to deuteronomy 4 let's go to ephesians let's go to ephesians 2 and 11 right let's go to ephesians 2 and 11 uh, 
Wherefore, remember that ye were being in time past Gentiles. Remember, usually, usually meaning non-Israelite people, right? Being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in which the flesh the hands made. Now let's go to 1 Maccabees chapter 1. So we can establish what that uncircumcision, how that uncircumcision happened. Because it had to have happened, right? Uh, let's go to uh, 1 Maccabees first. Let's go to verse chap, uh, chap, chapter 1, verse 41 first. Uh, verse, verse 41. More, moreover, King Antichus wrote this to his whole kingdom, that all should be one people, and everyone should leave his laws, so that all the heathen agreed according to the commandment of the king. Yea, many also of the Israelites consented to his religion, and sacrificed unto idols, and profaned the Sabbath. We'll jump down to verse 48. That they should also leave their children uncircumcised and make their souls abominable with all manner of uncleanliness and profanation to the end that they might forget the law and change all the ordinances. So now we see where these the, uh, the circumcised calling those of the uncircumcision. You know what I'm saying? But let, let's even go to Acts chapter 1. Um, chapter 1 and verse... I want to say verse 8. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. And, I know it's 1 is Acts 2 and, two and 8 or 2 and 10. Let me see. 30. No. We, we, matter of fact, we'll, we'll read uh, Acts 1, 6 through 8. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put on his own, but ye shall receive power of the Holy Ghost that has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses to me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, Watch this. Let's go to Acts 2. Let's go to Acts 2 and 5. This is the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 5. And there, dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. But how did they get there? Let's go to Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 64. Let's go to Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 64. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 64 to establish this. Because they have to have gotten there somehow, right? Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 64. And Yahweh shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth even unto the other. There shalt thou serve other gods which neither thou nor thy fathers have known even wood and stone. And among these nations, um, but we see that we're going to be scattered to every nation, right? So when we read Acts 2 and 5, you know what I'm saying, in Acts, you know, we read Acts 2 and 5 and Acts 1 and 8. Salakia 2 and 5. Yeah, I mean, we understand more, more and more what, what's going on there. So now, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, uh, Acts 10 and 28. 
Uh, let's go to Acts uh, 10 and 28. Again, so it says, and he said unto them, ye know how it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation, but hath shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Why? Because he knew that they, that at this, he started to understand, okay, there's Israelites. They, he knew that there was Israelites everywhere. And even with the history and the knowing. But let's go to let's go into the Torah. Let's go to Acts uh, Deuteronomy one and seventeen again. You know me and Deuteronomy, man. Me and Deuteronomy. It's the book of Deuteronomy, chapter one and verse seventeen. Ye shall not respect persons in judgment, but you shall hear the small as well as the great. Ye shall not be afraid of the face of man, for the judgment is Yahweh's, and the cause that is hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. So we see we're even called not to, not to, not to be, um, how shall I say this? Not to be respecters of persons or call any man common or unclean. We're supposed to understand, we're supposed to inquire and see if they are in fact Israelites. But let's finish it out. Let's go to Acts chapter 10 and verse 34. All the way to 36. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of this truth I perceive, that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Let's go to Psalms 119 and 142. Let's go to Psalms 119 and 142 so we can see what it, what's the Lord's righteousness. Cause we gotta, we gotta know what the Lord. We can't just walk around talking about the righteousness of the Most High, and we don't know what that righteousness is. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to the. We see what the righteousness of it is. This is the Book of Psalms, chapter one nineteen, verse one forty two. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Man, we'll start at verse 137. Righteous art thou, O Yahweh, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. My zeal has consumed me because my enemies have forgotten my words. Thy word is very pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do I not forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken a hold of me, yet thy commandments are my delight. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. So we see what Peter talking about right there. About his righteousness. Let's go down. Let's keep going. But um, let's go to verse 36. Is as accepted with him. Um, the word which Yahweh sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Yahweh Shai, Christ, he is Lord of all. So he sent it to all his children. And who is Peter going to? He's going to Cornelius. So that, you know what I'm saying? That concludes the part one breakdown of, of Cornelius is an Israelite. Uh, next Friday, I got part two. I will go a little more in depth. We'll go, you know, we'll, we'll break down some similar things and some different things. Um, but for those listening in the recording, you guys already know, brethren, um, questions, you can always contact us at the bottom, um, in the, in, in the description is the way to contact me. Um, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, share, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Lord willing, this edifies the nation, and we like to give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai, and we say, Shalom.